It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Episode 1380. What are we at? 3084, I think, today. Wow. Let me double check my phone. I have to look actually at the podcast in my phone. A lot phone. Yeah, of this will be 1384. A lot of pissers. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a long episode today. We had a lot to say. We covered some heavy topics, some meaty topics. Uh, I was also looking through my show notes for the rest of the week, and I don't have anything else to say after this, and there's two more days of work, so... Perfect. Okay. Uh, well, we you, said it all. <laughs> so hopefully you have some good stuff for the rest of the week, Shauna. Uh, if you come across anything, you listening, please send it my way. I'll appreciate that help. Yeah. It is nice because people send us so much good stuff that it does like half the work for us. It is so great. Yeah. Anything at all? Anything you want to talk about? The job very easy. Mm-hmm. Heritage moment because it's Wednesday. A couple of TV tropes. We're going to talk about political outrage and how it's used against us. Where you can sleep over. We thought this was super cool. Uh, a term that pisses me off. The goat of musical artists who have sold out. We're going to talk about assisted suicide. This is one of those heavy topics, but uh, a friend of the show, his family recently went through this, and we'll get his perspective on it. Something strange that happens in Canadian politics. I had no idea about this, and Shauna, you brought this up. Uh, Very fascinating. Yeah. And a pretty good laugh after your out-of-context clip of the show. (laughs) That's that's what you... Shauna podcast. We got a suggested item on Amazon uh, yesterday, and I wanted to ask you about this, Shauna, because I know you're an avid cyclist. <laughs> this is it was a bike seat. Okay. Uh, what's going on in that photo? Well, how would you describe that? So what? Okay, so it's a seat, and then in the middle, like in that slit, there's that slit in the middle of the bike seat. Why right? does it look like there's air shooting up and then leaves coming up through the <laughs> slit of the seat? I don't know how else to describe that, but yeah, it looks like there's. What? It, it looks and it looks like an animation. Like it doesn't look exactly happening, but no. There's, there's the bike seat, and then that slit in the middle, and then there's air coming through the slit, and the yeah, the blowing leaves. Why is there blowing leaves? Is it meant to show that it like cools your? It's gotta be. It's it, gotta be that there's a a little cool breeze in your undercarriage there. Because there's, I read through the reviews and I read through the description, and there's nothing that describe. Like it's not like it's a fan there or something that's blowing up at your. Uh, also, why why would you need leaves to indicate that? Just in case. You- <laughs> No, no. You want to leave to just gently tickle your undercarriage as well, there. Yeah, what for someone the... with an especially uh, an especially damp sin cave? Yeah, you're gonna want that air well, coming the... up to. It's so powerful. <laughs> yes, leaves even will come and flop you down there as well. <laughs> you so really get ripping. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like those sound effects I just did there? Oh my god, that's the worst thing <laughs> you've ever in, done. No, stop. Right stop. on your undercarriage. Just... <laughs> oh god. Stop smacking your lips. I myself like, with that. Oh, I'm disgusted at myself. And then that, Sorry. like, but also blowing across the top of a bottle. <laughs> okay, you do yours, I'll do mine. <laughs> That's that's what you. I can't. I honestly can't hear that anymore. I'm sorry. That's horrific. So sorry, everyone. So anyway, I didn't mean you to make that to, gross. You want the link to this bike seat? I've got it. If that's you, if this is you, go again. 
Then this send is me a text. Is for you. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Yesterday was Budget Day, mm-hmm. which involves one of the strangest traditions in Canadian politics. When the finance minister goes to buy a new pair of shoes. Did you know that... The, I mentioned this to you yesterday and you were like, what? I had never heard of this okay. before. So this is a big deal. All right. It's televised and the country watches as the <laughs> finance minister every single budget day will go and buy a new pair of shoes for budget day. A new pair of budget day kicks. And it but happens why? every time. Nobody knows. How have I never heard of this before? It has its own Wikipedia page. You can look into this and it's happened for a long time. And it is. Str- and people just kind of don't even acknowledge this. <laughs> I see it every time, and I'm like... New shoes on budget day. Yes. Is an unusual tradition among Canadian ministers of finance. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is the thing. It happens every... What? So, Christian Freeland, uh, you could see there's there's video footage of it. You can go and look, and she slips on a new pair of shoes, and she did this time. They were on sale, Mm. because here's also part of it. We're tightening our belts, aren't we? Yes. The type of shoes is very... You can analyze it, and it is supposed to be indicative (laughs) of the budget to come. What? So, How have I never heard of this? So she, she wore she she bought sale shoes. She was on sale because again, as you say, we're we're tightening the bootstraps, so to speak. So she had to buy wow. shoes that weren't full price, and it happens every time. And so it happens in provincial legislatures as well, I guess. No um, one says anything about it. It's happened every time. I'm like, does no one else find this weird? Since Stockwell Day wore inline skates when he tabled the budget oh one time. God. NDP finance minister wore, wore old work boots. Uh-huh. Getting ba- wow. Ah, uh, yes. The age-old Canadian tradition of finance odd. ministers buying new shoes. <laughs> Man, I... <laughs> I'm shocked we haven't done more with this, actually. Yeah. Like, we should have a big shoe budget sale day. Like, why aren't shoe stores going and being like, oh, it's it's shoe budget day, so here's a big sale for budget day. Like, Maybe it's just not well known enough, because that's right. That's a great, that's it a great idea. Great, right? Like, you should, you should be playing shoe- up on it. And you could be like, oh, shoes for your budget, you know, that sort of thing. It's so funny because I posted this video and I was like, does anybody else find this strange? And everybody's like, no, it's tradition. And I'm like, it can be tradition <laughs> and also strange, right? Oftentimes, like, traditions this is are strange. Very weird. Like, <laughs> take a step back here and tell me that's not weird. I didn't know that. Had no idea. So, <laughs> so Christian Freeland, what did she, what were her shoes yesterday? So they were on sale. It was on sale. What I, kind of shoes? Was she trying to send a message know. with the shoes or something? I didn't analyze it, but apparently you can. You can sit down and you can really really just <laughs> why why like if the minister bought crocs yeah. <laughs> like socks and sandals you're it like, means oh, it's the no. end of humanity that's what that means <laughs> it's worse than i thought the beckler and shauna podcast yesterday we were talking about dying with dignity medical assistance in dying yeah someone who's at the end of their life and chooses to go out on their own terms and uh friend of the show mitch your family went through this just recently. What 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 went down there? Yeah, it was my stepmother's mother. It was the second weekend of September. I was driving out to BC for a wedding actually when my stepmother texted me saying that her mother died this morning and she was at peace and whatnot. So I immediately like phone her, I was like, What the hell? <laughs> like what happened? And yeah, she had an assisted suicide. And was your stepmother there? Yep. So the Choices leading up to it for my grandmother, she um, didn't want to make a big deal out of it, so she uh, only invited and told her immediate kids, so it was only my stepmother, her brother, and my father who knew and were there for 
Okay. And you have to... Special day. (laughs) What are the qualifications for getting an assisted suicide? Like, you you have to pass through some sort of... Something, don't Evaluation you? Evaluation? Yeah. Or, like, to make sure that you're yep. mentally fit to make that decision? That and also, like, that you're making it for the right reason. So she's been kind of in and out of the hospital the two months leading up to that, and her health was steadily becoming worse. And it also worked out that my parents were headed to Croatia for a month-long vacation, and she didn't want that burden of her, like, death or her being unwell weighing on their minds while they're away trying to have fun so wow wow she made that really kind of growing up what an her choice what an incredibly selfless woman that's yeah it was um, was pretty metal (laughs) yeah how old is she she was late 80s early 90s okay i can't remember exactly but she outlived both of her husbands what did your mom say about actually being there for your stepmom she quite liked the whole experience as a whole um just because you don't like seeing your family members in pain and like not, not totally. living a good life, so to speak. So like all in all, it was a really positive experience just because like she got to put all of her affairs in order. She got to choose her own day. Um, she got to invite who she wanted to be there and like which doctor to like help administer the drugs and whatnot. And like all in all, it was apparently a really great experience because not everyone gets to say like a really like true laugh goodbye and, yeah. yeah. Like, have good words to say. <laughs> wow. Well, when you think about, you know, the number of people who have lived and died throughout history and how awful some some of their deaths must have been, most of their deaths, if we're being honest. Yep. To, to do it on your own terms is really quite a gift, isn't it? Oh, totally. And to even think of how many people, like, the last things they say to a loved one weren't, like, kind words or hurtful words, and those were the last words they ever shared with each other. And yeah. What I strongly, like... On good terms like that? The quality of life is such an important thing, and there are so many people who have lived with such a shitty quality of life, and it's awful. Like, it, it, that's, that's not fair, you know? Like, so you should have to linger on with no hope of coming back? And Yeah, and I, I feel like, you know, we used to live shorter amounts of time because our, that was kind of how we were set up as humans. Now it's like, oh, well, we can prolong our lives but have a crappy quality of life. I've never agreed with that. So this mm-hmm. way, is yeah, that's what I love about this. Like... As you no, said, your totally. grandmother's, yeah, how the health was deteriorating and no one had to see her suffer any longer. And Yeah, it was really bizarre. I just, I immediately phoned my parents after getting that text message because, you know, the stepmother just like kind of, hey, just so you guys know, my grandmother or my mother died. I was like, what? Like, yeah. 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 Man, I could definitely see if I found myself in declining health in later years, I could definitely see taking that option. Me too. For myself. Yeah. I hope I would have the, the courage to do it if it came to it, but. Well, and again, if it. It, it does. It helps people around you too, right? Mm-hmm. Like people yeah. having to deal with the support and stress of somebody who's in an awful state like that. Like I wouldn't want to put that burden on anybody around me either. No, not at all. And even looking at my other grandparents, like my one grandfather, he's really struggling with his own mortality now at like 92. Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't want to die? No, he, he has, I don't know if you would say regret, but like there's things he still wants to do. Like he still wants to live his life, but like, He's 92. You only have so much time on this earth, right? Right. He's struggling with that, coming to terms with that. Yeah. Wow. But we appreciate hearing hearing your perspective, Mitch. Thanks for that, Mitch. Happy to share it. Overall, I'd say it was a pretty healthy experience for my whole family. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I saw a commercial yesterday for the PlayStation VR 2, 
And Ozzy is in this commercial. Have you seen this commercial? Ozzy yet? Osbourne? Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> no, I haven't. So in the commercial, he puts on this VR headset, and then I have a clip for you. Just, just listen to this. Hang on, Sean. I don't want to play with my PlayStation VR 2. I'm very technical these days. He's got a friendly dinosaur. <laughs> oh, my God. What the f*** is that? So it's him can't even understand him. sitting on the couch and he's playing this VR2 and you're just like, this is the oddest mixture of like Ozzy being this old dude than the VR2. You know, like what? Yeah, is this going was on? the guy that used to like scare the crap out of Holy parents because his music was so, no, he's in a PlayStation. Crap and bananas. I was just killing myself. I was like, Ozzy might be one of the biggest sellouts in the music <laughs> industry. Like he's got to be, you know, like, what is this? What are, what are you doing? What is yeah, going on here? I guess they probably got paid quite well for that, I would think. Absolutely. And I'm not using sell it as a negative term either. It's just like he knows how to make money, clearly, and he's just got he's fine with it. He's shameless. He's like, I'll do anything, including this <laughs> VR2 thing <laughs> now. <laughs> I can't understand him. What but language is that? It's hilarious. Yeah. Like the whole thing is just him playing VR and that, that idea, that visual itself just kills me. Yeah. But it got me thinking, I was like, is there anybody who's a bigger sellout than Ozzy when it comes to the music industry? Hmm. He's got to be up there. I guess it defi- depends on how you define sellout. Like, That's there's right. compromising your art mm-hmm. for commercial success, where, yeah. and then there's like just whoring yourself out for advertising and for merchandise and stuff, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I, is the number one kiss? Would yeah, kiss I would be think so. Just because of their merchandising alone, like they exist just to sell things, right? They're just a. You're I, right. I don't think the music is that important to Kiss. It's just. I think they're more a vehicle to sell stuff. Yeah, I never even thought of them that way. Um, My boyfriend's favorite band as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it just happens that some of the music is a lot of fun. Yeah. So um trying to think of some other like big sellout artists. Like in terms of artists that like really changed for commercial success. Yeah. Um like I know Metallica took a lot of heat when their albums got bad and then they fought with Napster. Yes. And that ruined them for a lot of people, I think. Mm, um, I forgot about that too. I really love the Goo Goo Dolls, but I think they're a straight sellout band because they started out like quite a bit heavier, and they said they realized that girls weren't coming to their shows. They changed their sound. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that probably can... happens more often than you think, though. Probably. Yeah. I think a lot of bands, when they first start out, if they see that there aren't a lot of girls there, might alter <laughs> things a little bit. And like, we need some... This is a sausage fest, okay? I have an interesting one. I've always felt that uh, this artist is one of the biggest sellouts ever. Nelly Furtado. Interesting. Because why her? her her first couple of albums were like quite soulful and interesting, and there was a lot of like, you know, world music influence. Because I think she is she Portuguese. Yes. Um, and then the, her second album didn't do as well, so she teamed up with Timbaland, and then it was just like straight selling sex from then on out, right? Interesting. Just like look how hot I am. Yeah. So, okay. but and she got way bigger. It worked for her then. Yeah. So I don't know. To me, that's really selling out because it was a, a drastic change in her style there and it feels like she lost a lot of her and again you can't really blame people for this because you're just trying to make some money everybody's just trying I, I would sell out in a heartbeat me too I always said when I was playing with when I was playing drums I was like I would drum for anybody if it meant that I could drum for Full a time. living like yeah. I would drum for the worst pop band in the world if it meant that I got paid to play drums yeah. so yeah I don't fault anybody for that but. no these are all good arguments I still think that Ozzy with this commercial though is just <laughs> On, the, on that note, did you see the one that uh, for, for producer Logan showed us yesterday with Vince Neil? Oh. It's for Dollar Loan Center. Yeah! All right! That loan approval machine rocks. Oh, my. 
God. That loan approval machine rocks. All right, yeah. well, here that we are. Rocks. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I would like to highlight another term I don't care for, if possible, Shauna. Okay. The term is eatery. When a restaurant describes itself as an eatery. It is pretty funny. I don't yeah. like that. Don't like Of all the trendy ways to name a restaurant or bar, I think eatery pisses me off the most. Mm, yeah. I, it sounds completely made up. I run a small eatery restaurant. Kind of is, I think. Yeah. You're right. It's just a term that sounds different. It's both pretentious and lowbrow at the same time. Yeah, and I don't weird. know how that's possible. But I wonder where that came from. I, don't, when I think that someone's began. just trying to be different. Mm, probably. eatery. You go yeah. there to eat. You do eating there. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Eatery. Yeah. That one pisses me off. What if we named other places like that? You know? Yeah. What if every what if everyone took a page out of the old eateries book? Mm. It's not a bad idea. We're here at the workery. Yeah. Yeah, my bedroom is the sleepery. The sleepery. Yeah. I'm off to the gym after this, the liftery. The drinkery is a bar. Yeah. Uh my kids are at the learnery right now. The clothery, of course. The cloth the clothiers. The cl- yeah, which is close to what <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Clothiers <laughs> is another one that I think is the same thing. Yeah. I'll be right back. I have to go to the dumpery. I was going to say the pissery. The pissery and the dumpery. The pissery and the... Or See the, how dumb this is? The poopery. <laughs> no. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A friend got to sleep over at the Royal Tyrell Museum. I don't even know. Is that how you say it or is it Tyrell? I always say Tyrell. Royal Tyrell uh, Museum. That's the coolest thing ever, by the way. Oh my God, Getting I know. sleep at the dinosaur museum? Yeah. So her son, obviously, I don't know how, with a class or something, got to sleep over. And so she was <laughs> with him and they got to sleep over at the dinosaur museum. Oh my God. I think I remember someone telling us about this a long time ago. Yep. That sometimes they, like pre-COVID, they used to do these. Yeah. And I, I, I'd heard of it, and I was like, is that just urban legend? And then she just got to do it. And I was oh, like, oh, that man. is so cool. What did she say about it? She said it was amazing. Yeah, it was just the coolest thing to be able to do. You sleep over, and then you kind of have access to the place, like, after hours on your own for a bit. And Where do you sleep? Uh, I don't like, know. Can you sleep underneath, like, the skeleton of a dinosaur? That's a good question. I didn't ask that. The coolest thing Oh, ever. that would be awesome. When I was in Girl Guys, we got to sleep over at the Ontario Science Center also super cool it was really cool because yeah i forget there was certain exhibits but i can vividly remember it and they let us play on them after hours so we got these huh. exhibits like to ourselves for a while which is so damn cool that's fantastic yeah it's funny though because i was talking to some friends recently about how sleepovers as a whole seem to be going by the wayside when it comes to kids these days okay well, this sounds really ancient. All the kids these days. Um, but yeah, she was saying that a lot of people don't do sleepovers anymore. And I don't know why that's kind of becoming a thing. I was never allowed to growing up. I think I remember you saying that. Yeah, because my, my parents were like, well, then you get, like, you don't sleep and you come back and you're cranky all totally. the next day and we have to deal with you. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's fair. It does make perfect sense. <laughs> when we used to have sleepovers, it was just, uh, we'd stay up all night, as you say. Yeah. Girls would just gossip nonstop about other girls and that kind of thing. I really didn't enjoy it that much. I do it because my friends would be like, well, we're having a sleepover, so you want to. But Mm -hmm. it was never really good. There's nothing beneficial to it. No good comes from it, hey? And then, yeah, come back home, and I'm always overly exhausted. Like, it it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. No, unless you you have to, right? Unless there's some circumstances where you have to sleep over. Well, like sleep over at grandma's house or something. That's a little bit different. Or your cabin or whatever, yeah. Yeah, but with a whole, like, sleepover party, Mm -hmm. I don't know if anything positive comes from that ever. McKenna and I haven't really discussed that, Mm. whether we'll allow that or not. I would vote no. Interesting. But I'm part of a partnership, so I have a 50% say in it. I would gather that she'd probably say yes. 
Probably, yeah. She's a little more mm-hmm. freewheeling with that sort of stuff. And I mean, but, again, it, it's weird because when you think of it, it's like, well, that's part of being a kid. You should do sleepovers. But again, it's not beneficial. So why? My parents would say, you can stay late. We'll come pick you up. But like, yeah. there's no reason you can't sleep at home. That's fair. Huh, okay. Unless it's the Dinosaur Museum. And then oh, 100, exception let, for we're sure. all sleeping over. Yeah. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We got a bunch of messages after we talked about that. Um, strong opinions on sleepovers. So Strong opinions on sleepovers. But first of all, a bunch of people who've actually slept over at the Royal Tyrell Museum, which is friggin' awesome. And uh, they were saying that, yeah, you do get to sleep right under the dinosaurs. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> apparently there's also, like, they'll turn off all the lights and kids can then take flashlights and they do, like, a flashlight museum tour. Full-on night at the museum stuff. Yep, and then they say that you go into this theater and you can, like, put a velociraptor back together with all their bones. And then somebody else was saying there's, like, a private breakfast you get the next morning in the museum. And I was just like, this all sounds awesome. That's super cool. My kids would love that. I'd probably enjoy that, too. That's what I was asking. I was like, I wonder if adults can also book that. I can't see why not. To pull a sleeping bag up underneath a T-Rex? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Host a birthday party? like my. <laughs> I mean, a 35th birthday party at the Royal Tyrell Museum would, would also be awesome. For sure. Yeah. Apparently the Saddle Dome does sleepovers too? Yes. So they watch a movie on the Jumbotron and then you get tickets to a game later. And- Which is great. That one though, sleeping over, I mean, hockey rings are friggin' cold. That wouldn't be the most desirable for me. You like, need a good bag. You freeze your ass off. Yeah, I guess it would yeah. be like winter camping at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, a bunch of other places. Yeah, the zoo here does it as well. Cool. And the science center here does it. So lots of options. Very cool. Yeah. I got a message in front of the show, Sherry, and she said there's a much darker reason a lot of parents aren't allowing sleepovers lately. Because the reasons you've listed, because people are scared of kids being abused while at a friend's house. Yeah. Especially if they don't know the parents or siblings that well, they decide it's not worth the risk. I did think um, of that as well. Jeez, and I had never even considered Which that. Is awful. I yeah. mean, all these things you have to worry about as a parent, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's it's not like it doesn't happen, right? But you'd you'd hope that wherever your kid was going, they were safe. Again, I th- I, I know it happens, and it's th- that is absolutely awful. But you can't live life thinking that every single yeah. instance is going to result in that either, right? Like that's. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. I know a friend of the show, Shelly, messaged and said, like, going to a sleepover was one of the most exciting things as a kid. I said, yeah, I mean, it's a lot can go wrong at a sleepover. And she said, well, sometimes you have to let them fail on their own. Yeah, well, and that is also true. That's fair. It's independence, right? Yeah. Like, letting your kid go off for the night and then, yeah, they have to, you know, learn how to handle it and get through it. That's also a thing. You can't baby them, right? So... Just, I think, like, you feel so comfortable having your kids under your own roof at night, just knowing that they're safe in their beds. Yeah. And that's going to be tough as they become teenagers and knowing that they're out partying and stuff. And yep. Like, we must have worried our parents sick when we were younger. Oh, my God. Probably didn't fully appreciate that until now. Nope. Sh- getting into all kinds of shenanigans. Shenanigans? Shenanigans? Shenanigans. Nori could have a pretty wicked sleepover. Where's that, Shauna? Shane Holmes. In a Shane Holmes home? In a Shane's home. In yeah. a Shane home home. In a Holmes home. from Shane Holmes? In a Shane's Holmes home's home. Perhaps a uh, paired home? Yeah. These 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. They start from the 490s. You can view more at shaneholmes.com. 
Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I got to play this clip for you, Shauna. I think I've told you before that there's this podcast I really like called The Strategists. Yep. So it features two guys who have run some big political campaigns here in Alberta and elsewhere too, Corey Hogan and Stephen Carter. And it's just fascinating to hear about politics and current events through their eyes because you realize that like that it's all a big game. Like what a what a chess match it is. Every everything that hits the news, every yep. decision that's made by governments and their opposition, it's all part of the game, and it's just, it's just fascinating. But um, they were talking about outrage as a political tool and how you know political campaigns and politicians will use outrage. They'll get people outraged to get them motivated and that sort of thing. Yeah. And what low-hanging fruit it is as a political tool. And Stephen Carter, who, uh, he ran Jody Gondek's successful campaign for mayor here in Calgary and then eventually got in trouble as her chief of staff and was let go. He said this. This is the part that I wanted to play for you. And it makes me crazy. It is the lowest form of political discourse and it is possibly the most po- the most powerful right now. And I think that I used it. And the reason I thought of this is when I was talking to Dwayne Bratt today, I thought about the outrage that we generated in 2021 for Jyoti Gondek around the pandemic and the way that we took advantage, I think, of some of the outrage that, that existed around the best summer ever. And then the, I can't remember which variant it was, Delta or Omicron or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Who can remember Delta now? Delta was the one in the but fall. Yeah. It, when I was talking to Dwayne, it, it kind of brought back these memories of, yeah, that was the most powerful kind of opiate, if you will, that we had to anger and upset the masses. And we, as long as we kept their anger properly pointed away from us, and at Jason Kenney, it gave us the um, the political advantage that we required to move Jyoti Gondek from seven percent name recognition, two percent in the polls, to you know winning winning a three person race with uh, a very sizable uh, uh, plurality. Yeah, I mean this, but this is what everyone uses. This is it. It we've talked about this so many times. I'm like, there's, there's nothing new here. Absolutely. I mean, if you if you heard that and you found like if you're if you're not a fan of our mayor and you heard that and you're like, well, yeah, of course she would do that. I mean, they're all doing it. They're all every, doing they're, it. Every every single politician is doing exactly that, just on whatever issue is going to rile you up. Yeah. So. And that's I mean everything that happens in the budget. Like we're even talking about the the money that we're getting back, the rebates, whatever you're you're calling it. All of that is. You know, it's all a play. It's right? all it's, about politics. Yeah. It's like we're going to give the advantages to the people who we think are going to vote the most. <laughs> like this is what goes on. It's nothing new. Well, it's the, terrifying the, to think about. But these guys said we might have talked. We may have talked about this too. But these guys said that the budget isn't just like budget items. It's also a way to control the the conversation for the next little while. Whatever you throw money at, that's what people are going to be talking about. Totally. Yeah. So it's all. It's all a big game, but yeah, it is. To hear someone who you know worked as he ran the campaign for Gondek's mayoral bid, yeah, talk about it like that. Like, yeah, we absolutely stoked, you know, anger around the pandemic and the best summer ever, and and we all know this is happening. Yeah, and that happened globally. Like the pandemic was the best for sure for so many like politicians because it was such an infuriating thing for so many people and fired so many people up. Oh yeah, just focus people on anger involved in around the pandemic and then it yes lets you do whatever you need to do and the other side was doing it the other way yeah. so i mean i didn't i didn't play that clip as an attack on mayor no, no. i played it as a reminder that we
we are being manipulated through outrage and to yeah. be aware of when it's happening because then you can be like, oh, I think they're trying to push my outrage buttons here. Yep. Is it working? Am I going to let it work? The and Shauna Podcast. As excited as I am that the days are getting warmer and longer. Look at yeah, that look light. Yeah, look at this oh, light. Great. You and I at this time, because, you know, in the winter, it's it's all darkness for our entire show, basically. Yeah. And at this time of year, we're like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's 640, and we're starting to see some light on the horizon. You feel more like you have normal hours you when do. the sun's up like this, You don't, great. but you can, you can convince yourself a little more of it. As nice as all that is, my God, does the city ever look ugly right now? Yeah. Oh, I was driving on Deerfoot yesterday and it was like enough snow is melted to reveal all the dirt and the garbage from the winter. And Oh, yeah. And the old um, the old dog poop everywhere oh, reveals like, itself. The color of the city is like, yep. if you could describe it right Absolutely. now, that's what the city looks like. The city looks like a fart. <laughs> no, it, it truly does. We should really discourage anybody from visiting between now and... And probably like mid-May, I would think. I mean, that's kind of shoulder season. That's really what shoulder season means. It means mm. we're a fart. Don't come here. Yeah. Okay? It's not good. It's farting season at this time. <laughs> so, I mean, that's why you get discounts on hotels and stuff because it just it's not good. Really, any Canadian city. This, yep. is, these aren't, this is not the heart of tourism, is it? No. Um Vancouver might be the exception because they have the cherry blossoms. The cherry blossoms are out. Yeah. I remember one year the Google Street View vehicle was spotted driving around Saskatoon in April, and everyone was like, no. Oh, come on. That is not a good representation of the city. It's farting season. Can you not come until it's done? Dead of winter would honestly be better because, I mean, it does look like winter here for a lot of the year, and I mean, at least it's covered up by the snow. Covered in snow. It's kind of nice. Brown underneath. This is just like, yeah, like, the color is just like as you said it's <laughs> season don't come visit the Beckler and Shauna podcast got another TV trope for you Beckler actually two let's have them uh, the first one okay when there's a criminal on the loose and the big police chief or the head honcho calls a meeting in the police department right and everybody comes everybody joins in on this meeting and then he's like I don't care what we have to do to get this guy <laughs> Whether you have to scale a building or, you know, and then just goes on and on. And then everybody looks at him and goes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then they all just like they disperse and they go off and they get him. So which part of it is you you think doesn't happen in real life? I think all of it. I think the whole idea of every single person all coming in for this one, this one criminal. Like who's out in patrol then? Like where is, yes. There's a lot of things that happen in the city all at once. There's no way that every single person is coming into this meeting and everyone is going after this one guy. Well, this would be a question for, uh, for Constable Chad Peterson on Question Cops. Yeah, we'll have to ask him. Um, but I think police do have meetings every morning. I think they call it parade. Okay. And it's sort of like what's going on in the city. And I bet, I bet if there was like a big manhunt on, you might hear a speech like that. Mm, Interesting. Okay, we'll have to ask him. So yeah, see what Chad says about that one. It might be a TV trope. Maybe it's real. Uh, The next one is parking. How every time any main character goes anywhere, there's always a parking spot right out front. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. You never have to pay for parking. You never have to walk three blocks from where you're going to get parking. Nope. It's always just right there. They get out of the car and all off is convenient, isn't it? Unless it's a bit. Unless they have to park in the last spot in the parking lot as a bit. Yes. As Um, part of the plot. Right. It advances the plot. But you're right. Someone will move into a new, you know, apartment in downtown New York, and they yep. pull up right in front and start out lo- unloading stuff. Oh, yeah. 
They go for That's dinner. Not how that works? They roll up right in front of the restaurant. They're they're right there, and then they just go in. They have dinner. I'm like, this is not. Do you have just private <laughs> valet everywhere you go? That's not how it works in real life. That's another one of those that I'm glad they don't depict actually, because I imagine if it'll be a real boring. Seven minutes of a show is totally. just driving around trying to figure out if this. What hour it is? If they can park there, yeah. if they have to pay. Uh, is this another one way? Swearing when they don't fit. Going like. the wrong way down the C train <laughs> line street again. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A Calgary Heritage moment. Calgary's restaurant scene is constantly changing, with restaurants continually opening and closing and new concepts popping up and trying to make a go of it. Well, one of the city's former restaurants that many Calgarians still remember fondly was a Polynesian-style restaurant called the Tiki Tiki. Just as it sounds, it was Calgary's only full-out tiki bar, and it did not hold back. The restaurant itself looked just like a tiki hut, and it was located in the James Building, which is right near Chinook Mall. The restaurant featured every tiki drink you could possibly imagine, from the classic Mai Tai and pina colada to the chi-chi that came in a pineapple or the elaborately presented volcano drink. The decor was all out as well. Lacquered wooden tree slices for tables, palm trees, tiki masks and mugs spread throughout, and all the tiki kish hanging from the walls that you could possibly imagine. Some waitresses would even dress in grass skirts and bikinis. There were Polynesian dancers and fanciful food. The restaurant itself, or dining lounge as it was called, was absolutely massive. It occupied two floors, and each one measured 6,000 square feet. The lounge was known as a great hub for special occasions and date nights, and hosted very theme nights as well. They even had a special known as the three for one night. This occurred on Thursdays where drinks were just as it sounds, three for the price of one. The Tiki Tiki's three for one Thursdays became famous and resulted in a lot of unnecessary work hangovers on Friday morning. One of the restaurant floors was beach themed and kids and adults alike would dance to live music or hula dancers. The restaurant opened in 1972 and there was another Tiki Tiki located in Edmonton and one in Saskatoon as well. This was at a time when Polynesian-themed restaurants were big. The Beachcomber was another chain of elaborate tiki restaurants with locations in Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. But eventually, the desire for a tiki theme faded out, with fun, colorful drinks being replaced by a desire for more sophisticated cosmos and martinis. That being said, there's been a bit of a tiki revival as of late, and we're starting to see a smattering of tiki bars on the scene once again. In fact, a new tiki tiki, modeled seemingly after the old one, is set to reopen in Edmonton. Perhaps Calgary will see a revival of their old Tiki Tiki as well. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. X After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.